0: amen amen god bless your family god is your brother once again dj sam rock on the blaze mondays tuesdays and thursdays 10 p.m eastern standard time right here at Soul winners with a z dot org also available on the iheart radio itunes TuneIn app spreaker facebook myspace twitter amen and networks around the world thank you for listening thank you for joining us if this is your first time we welcome you here to the bible study Basically, the Blaze is a 25 to 30 minute Bible study. We um, get a topic ready and we dive right into the Word of God. Not a lot of me talking too much. I like the Word of God to speak for itself because the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. and It's able to pierce. It's able to give us understanding. It's able to give us wisdom, knowledge. And if we apply what we learn I guarantee you that God will honor his word through your life, in your life, for your life. Amen. So let's pray. We're going to continue on where we left off last time about um, do you believe or not? This is part two of do you believe or not? So, Father, I thank you in the matchless name of Jesus. I cover, Lord God, this Bible study in your name, Lord God. I pray that your holy angels, Lord God, will guard and guide every single listener, to a right place of understanding, of peace, Lord God. There will be no distractions in the name of Jesus. I pray that your Holy Spirit will give us understanding, wisdom, and a total hunger for you, Lord God. And I pray by the time this is all said and done, that you will get the glory, honor, worship, and praise. I pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So when it comes to unbelief, it sounds weird, but sometimes believers like myself struggle with unbelief. Doesn't even sound right. Doesn't sound correct. It, it sounds like it's uh, oxymoron type of thing, but it happens. Uh, there's areas of life and areas in the Word of God that it might seem like I don't get it. I don't have understanding. I want understanding. I need understanding. So then you dive into the Word even more, even to the points where you say this can't be. That's when we ask God to give us understanding through His Spirit. If you're saved, you're born again. You ask Jesus Christ to forgive you for your sins. Uh, He comes into your life by way of the Holy Spirit, which is him again in the third person of the Holy Trinity. Then the Bible says that the Holy Spirit, him, he, the Holy Spirit, leads you into all truth. And all the truth that he has in his word, all the truth that he has in his um, people and through others that communicate the gospel message. We're going to be led into all truth. And when you're led into all truth, you have understanding, you gain understanding, you gain wisdom. Amen. And when there's times that you're like, I don't get it. Uh, I don't know if I believe or not. Or, you know, you ask yourself the question, do I really believe? Then that's when the Holy Spirit works best. Amen. At those points. So we're going to just do a quick exercise before we get into scriptures. Um, this one is called Faith verse unbelief amen we're going to put these as against each other and basically i'm going to read some uh phrases amen and give you the reference to where you can see it in the word of god and then we'll um, go over to another topic that ties right in with um do i believe or not amen it's just sometimes it's all comes down to understanding sometimes so let's do this faith versus unbelief real quick faith believes the word of god but unbelief questions it i'm gonna say that again faith believes the word of god but unbelief questions it you can look at the reference at psalms chapter 106 verse 24 basically unbelief questions what you just word unbelief questions the word of god And this is not nothing new. This is nothing new. As a matter of fact, if you look at Genesis um, 3rd chapter, when uh, Adam and Eve, when they disobeyed God, and they were deceived by the serpent, the serpent was cunning. The first thing the serpent tested or came against or brought that piece of unbelief to Eve was did God really say did God really say that you should not eat from that tree did God really say that you surely will die did God really say and that causes people to get unbelief in their system it's a seed of unbelief but the word of God right through faith you believe the word of God but unbelief questions it and a lot of people say whoa whoa you can't question God's word you can't question God um I kind of like challenge that because um god wants to have a dialogue and there's a scripture that says come and reason with me and job if you know the story of job he questioned god even though god gave him some answers that wow that blew him as a man away but uh i think it's okay to question god because um, we're human we're finite god is infinite He's infinite and he knows all things. So to ask a question to God shouldn't be disrespecting God. He knows we need his answer. Amen. And that works throughout your whole life. Let's go to another one. Faith holds fast to promise, to a promise of God to help. Faith holds fast to a promise of God to help. But unbelief says, how can these things be? You ever been there? And the two scriptures, I uh, well, three scriptures you could hit up is Romans chapter 4, verses 19 to 21, 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 2, and John chapter 3, verse 11 and 12. So when you have faith, you're going to hold tight to the promise of God. There was a promise of God over me and my wife's life for a child. And that promise, we held on to it for 16 years until we finally saw the end result of that promise. A child is born, right? Sixteen years waiting for a healthy child to be born. People thought we were nuts. People say it's never gonna happen. Doctors were saying, Yeah, not even your God could heal this situation. But sixteen years later, Sela Felicia Lopez is born, totally healthy, praise the Lord, and now we're gonna raise her up and all that we know about the Lord, amen. So that way she could go and tell other people her story. And she'll realize that she is a result of a promise that God has given her parents, amen, and she'll be greatly um influenced by the Word of God as long as we have her here on this earth, right That's our responsibility, so faith holds fast to a promise of God to help, but unbelief says, how can these things be and that's an honest question: How could these things be how can A holy God a good God allow evil things to happen in the world how could these things be how could uh, innocent children get killed by random shooters or random uh, people out there that are bombing um, places how can these things be life happens amen and I know for sure I don't have all the answers but I know who does have all the answers you might not believe in the God that I believe in but God is God. He doesn't have, he's not looking at my unbelief as like, wow, what am I going to do now? He's looking at my unbelief and saying, wow, I'm going to help you in that unbelief. If I'm honest with God and I say, I don't believe or how can these things be, I'm sure that God will meet me where I'm at to take me to where he's going or to where he is. Amen. And that could happen for any person out there. God is not a respecter of persons. You don't have to have it all together to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You don't have to be perfect because you'll never be. But the perfect one who lives inside every single believer, the perfect one lives in, in us and is working his way through us. He's living his life through us. Amen. And that's what caused me to have more faith and hold on to the promises of God. But it's okay when people say, how can these things be? Because that's a totally legitimate question. But when you have a totally legitimate question, you need to go to a totally legitimate person who can answer that. And the only one who can answer all questions is God through Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit. Amen. Faith will give comfort in the midst of fears, but unbelief causes fears in the midst of comfort. Amen. There might be nothing going on and you'd be like, oh my God, I'm I'm afraid. Or you might just get come over with fear for no apparent reason. You ever walked up a street and then you look behind you real quick and be like, who is that? And it's like nobody there. It's like broad daylight and you're like afraid. Fear can come in different ways. Amen. But faith, perfect love casts out fear, first of all. But faith will bring comfort in the midst of those fears. So when fears are around you or fears are trying to come against you or fears trying to um, get a stronghold over your life faith kicks in and when faith kicks in fear gotta go but um, unbelief causes fears in the midst of comfort you could look at 2nd Chronicles chapter 20 verse 20 and 21 Matthew chapter 8 verse 26 and Luke chapter 24 verses 26 and 27 right so I'll leave you with those exercises for now. And then we're going to dive into another uh, thing that I see here on my notes about just understanding. Sometimes it's all about understanding. Amen. And I'm going to turn this mic around for a minute so I can look at my other screen. So you're going to hear a pause for three seconds and I'll be right back. So, you might be asking, well, I need understanding because I don't know if I believe or not. And that's honest. God could work with honesty all day, every day. Amen. It's when you're not honest, then you're just holding yourself back from the promises of God, from the understanding of His Word, and from those things that He wants to do in your life because you're just not being honest. Amen. If I'm honest, amen with the things that happen in life I'm pretty sure you could be honest with the things that happen in your life if you go to Psalm chapter 139 Psalm 139 uh, we're gonna read this whole Psalm real quick Psalm 139 verses 1 to 24. 24 oh O Lord you have examined my heart and know everything about me that could be a very scary thing right to some people that he knows everything about you because he searched your heart Verse 2, you know when I sit down or stand up, you know my every thought when far away. You chart the path ahead of me and tell me where to stop and rest. Every moment you know where I am. You know what I am going to say even before I say it, Lord. You both proceed, precede and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to know. And some preachers say that God is beyond finding out, right? God is beyond finding out. Verse 6 Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to know. I can never escape from your spirit, I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. In other words, that's the name Jehovah Shammah. God is there, right? If I go up to heaven, you are there, Jehovah Shammah. If I go down to the place of the dead, you are there, Jehovah Shammah. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there, Jehovah Shammah, your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. You know it's in the dark times that God um, heals you so that way he can shine his light to you and through you and upon you. So if we never were in the dark places, we wouldn't be grateful for the light that he shines upon us. That's just a side note. Verse 12, but even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are both alike to you you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb and this this is always is amazing to me because that means that everyone was touched by god if god knit us when we was in our mother's womb and that's everybody came through a mom or through a through a vessel that god used to bring you into this world right so Unless you're an alien from another planet, we were all born basically the same way through a womb. God is saying that you made all the delicate, that he made all the delicate inner parts of the body and knit us together in our mother's womb. So that means everyone had a touch from God. Everyone, whether you believe or not, everyone was touched by God. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, and how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. So that means God already knows um, the beginning and the end. Amen. Amen. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. That's going to happen in your life. Amen. But God is so good that he allows us. We're not robots. He allows us to have our will. So if God says, okay, I want you to go straight and you decide to make a right or a left and you're persistent about it. I b- truly believe that God, even though he wants you to go straight, if you want to go to left or right, if you're persistent about it, I truly believe God will let you do it knowing that. He had the right plan. He had the right path for you. But if you want to stray to the right or to the left, then God's a a gentle God. He's not a God that wants robots on His planet and everybody has to do exactly what he says. Although that would be the totally beneficial way of living to do everything God says and do it well. Amen. And not complain, not mumble, grumble and, and just be disobedient. No. To obey God, it would be the ultimate life path. But how many people know that we sometimes want to take things into our own hands? I know. I'm talking to myself right now. Let's get back to the scripture before I start preaching, right? How precious, verse 17, how precious are your thoughts about me? Oh God, they are innumerable. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up in the morning, you are still with me. Oh God, if only you would destroy the wicked. Get out of my life, you murderers. They blaspheme you. Your enemies take your name in vain. O Lord, shouldn't I hate those who hate you? That's the question. You see how the psalmist is asking God questions, and yet people say we're not allowed to ask God? They need to read the scriptures. Shouldn't I despise those who resist you? Yes, I hate them with complete hatred. That's strong words. For your enemies are my enemies. Search me, O God and know my heart test me and know my thoughts point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life why is the bible so hard to understand sometimes well i just read psalm 139 the whole psalm and because i'm filled with the holy spirit that's a disclaimer i kind of understand what's going on here but to a first time person who just read this for the first time and you're not You're still searching out God and you haven't asked Jesus to forgive you for your sin. This might sound like a lot of gibberish and you might have got lost somewhere along the way. The first step of understanding God is to know that he understands us. It's not that we have to be theologians. We have to have a master's in divinity, a degree in this. We don't have to be a pastor, a preacher, whatever. The first thing we have to know is that we have to understand that God knows us he understands us he built us he formed and fashioned us remember in the mother's womb he knitted us woven us together yeah god did all of that i don't think i could take credit for me coming into this world i don't think anybody could take credit for anybody coming into this world even though you know uh, my mom when i was growing up when we were all growing up i got uh brothers and sisters i got two brothers and one sister right and um When we used to act up, my mom used to say, I brought you into this world, and I'll take you out. (laughs) How many people have parents that have said that to you? I mean, I don't really think they meant it, or did they mean it? Whoa. But in all actuality, God used our moms, our parents, amen, to bring us into this world. So they were like a vessel that God used to bring me forth and to bring you forth, amen? So we should all be grateful for life. But God made us all. He knows us. He understands us. He knows how we think. He knows how our heart process is. He knows how we deal with anger. He knows how we deal with lust. He knows how we are when we have. He knows how we are when we have not. Amen. He knows what our enemies are trying to do to us. He knows what his enemies are trying to do to him. He knows it all. Amen. So that's the first step. When you ask yourself, do you believe or not? Or if you ask somebody else, do you believe it or not? Most of the times, especially in this time that we're living in, in post where postmodernists say, hey, um, you can't know everything. So because you can't know everything, then it's not worth saying that you know something. We might as well say that we all don't know. So because we all don't know, then your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth. Let's just get along, tolerate everything. That's the world we're living in. But when you ask them, do you believe or not? They might be saying, well, I believe this works, but I don't believe that. Or I believe this part of the Bible, but I can't. That other part of the Bible about um, Peter walking on the water and these miracles and um, Jesus coming back from the dead. I don't believe that. Some people might say that. I'm not saying that. I don't believe. I totally believe it. But that's the world we're living in. When you ask someone, do you believe or not? They're going to go by maybe popular opinion. And then you show them the scripture. They say, yeah, that's true for you, but that's not true for me. The first step to understand the word of God and to understanding God is to know that God understands us. Amen. We can't get around that because God knows us. Atheists was like, well, there is no God. An atheist needs God to prove their point doesn't make any sense for an atheist to exist, saying that they don't believe God. They're already putting God as making them a subject. Amen. So if God is a subject of the situation or their unbelief, or for an atheist, God is the, yeah, the main subject of what they come against, and that proves the existence of God, or else there will be no need for an atheist. That's another story right there. Psalm 119. Psalm 119 verses 12 to 20. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your principles. I have recited aloud all the laws you have given us. I have rejoiced in your decrees as much as in riches. I will study your commandments and reflect on your ways. I will delight in your principles and not forget your word. Be good to your servant that I may live and obey your word open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your law I am but a foreigner here on earth I need the guidance of your commands don't hide them from me I am overwhelmed continually with a desire for your laws you rebuke those cursed proud ones who wander from your commands wow so we depend on God. We depend on God himself to open our minds, to open our eyes to understand his truth. If we don't understand the truth of God, if we don't understand his commandments, if we don't understand the whole gospel message, at least the beginning, the ABCs of the gospel message, which is that we need to admit that we're sinners and we need to be forgiven for our sin because we sinned against the holy God. Then we believe in what he has done for us. Believe in what Jesus has done for us. I know Christmas season is around the corner. This is Christmas season, actually. In the United States, um, there's a big thing about you can't say Merry Christmas. You have to say Happy Holidays and all this other stuff. I would, back in the day, when I first got saved, I would be so offended about that. Now, I'm just thinking about it. That's the where we're living. If someone doesn't believe in the Christ of Christmas, that's their option not to believe that's their choice shouldn't bother me as much what it should bother me if i'm not allowed to say something about what i believe in that's a whole different story but if somebody doesn't believe in christmas you can't go around mad that people don't believe in christ that they don't believe in christianity that they don't believe in christmas shouldn't be mad you should use that as an opportunity to ask the questions of Do you believe or not? And if they don't believe, why don't you believe? And how can I help you to understand? Amen. That's a better approach, in my opinion, than to just go out there picketing with signs and worried about a red cup and, you know, um, boycotting stores that don't have Merry Christmas in their stores. And all of that to me is like, I don't have enough time for that. So what I do is I look in the word of God to see where it's happened before Where this kind of discrimination happened before. It happened all through the scriptures. Men of God, women of God were discriminated against. Um, Christianity, of course, the first century church was told not to preach in that name. And all those others. It's nothing new under the sun, the Bible says, right? But we depend on God himself. I'm not going to depend on a holiday season. I'm not going to depend on a policy of a store. I'm not going to depend on anything other than God himself. To open my mind and to give me understanding into his truth. And basically, that'll be the greatest gift you can receive this Christmas season. Is that God will open up your eyes to his word. To open up your mind to his word. And you'll have understanding. Then you could truly say, I believe. Amen. But if you don't have that, you really can't say you believe. Because you'll be saying that you're your own God. And you made your own commandments and you made your own word and you believe in your own opinion. And you're making that like some kind of blueprint to life where God has through over 40 authors, I think it was. Right. He wrote through inspired men and women. Right. To write scriptures down or inspired men to write scriptures down. Right. He already gave us the plan of life. He gave us the road map of how to live this life. <clears throat> you don't know what's going to happen to me tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen to you tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen to me tomorrow. I don't know anything except what I know right now. And what I know right now is that I depend on God. What about you? 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 9 to 12 say, Give me an understanding mind so that I can govern your, govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong for who by himself is able to govern this great nation of yours wow this person knows that the people belong to god the nation belongs to god he belongs to god and he's asking god to give him an understanding an understanding mind so he could lead god's people well So that way he can know the difference between right and wrong. The difference between right and wrong is a God thing. It's not a man thing. We didn't make up right. We didn't make up wrong. But I guarantee you, 9 out of 10 children, or maybe it could be a little less. It could be 10 out of 10. I don't know. But studies prove and they show that you don't have to teach a child how to rebel, how to say no. Or when you tell a child when they start walking around and grabbing stuff, you could tell them don't touch that a million and one times and guess what they're going to do? They're going to touch it. We're born disobedient. We're born disobeying. We're born in a sinful nature. We're born into sin. And that creates a powerful important need for a savior because i was born into this world of sin that means one way or another i need to call out when i have understanding comes to goes back to that word understanding do i believe or not i didn't believe when i didn't have no understanding but now that i have some understanding i truly believe the little bit of understanding that i have in of the word of god amen is more than the 30 years of lack of understanding Is worth way more than that, right? God honors our prayers for understanding. You ask God for understanding, I believe he'll give it to you. God is God. He'll do it. Amen. Um, Because he knows then you're seeking out him. Proverbs chapter 2 verses 1 to 6 says, My child, listen to me and treasure my instructions. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. I like that tune your ears to wisdom I'm going to use that for a Bible study tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding cry out for insight and understanding search for them as you would for lost money or hidden treasure you already know if I tell you there was a million dollars in my backyard right now my backyard would be full of police and everything trying to get the crowd off my backyard right because then you could be searching for lost money or hidden treasure but cry out for insight and understanding search for them as you would for lost money or hidden treasure. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord. And you will gain knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom. Who? The Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So understanding and wisdom. Understanding and wisdom come when we are in proper pursuit. When we're relentless. When we're really searching and seeking out. For this treasure of truth by studying the word of god studying god's word right do you believe or not ask yourself that look in the mirror because if you are honest there are areas of your life areas of the word of god areas of god himself that you know you don't understand i know i don't understand everything but what i do understand is when you ask me do i believe i'm gonna tell you yes not only will i tell you less yes I'm going to tell you the reason why I believe that God is my savior. He's my Lord. And most importantly, well, that's all important, but I know for sure that God is good. Amen. Peace. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry.